Welcome back to the Broken Rising podcast. In this episode, we're going to try to tackle a really tough subject. That is, can you honor a spiritually abusive senior church leader? Is it even possible? Are there limitations? We're going to tackle that in this episode of the Broken Rising podcast. But just before we get into that, I want to just give a plug out for uh, this new resource by Broken Rising Ministries. It's my new book. Broken Under, Rising Above, and it is a roadmap for those who have been spiritually and emotionally wounded or abused by senior church leadership or those uh, in the church. And it is a roadmap of forgiveness and restoration and healing uh, to those who have been wounded by a church leader. And I want to encourage you, it is a great resource to help you throw through that, that dark season of pain and wounding when you are broken under. So uh, let's get to uh, our episode of the Broken Rising podcast. Welcome to the Broken Rising podcast. The mission of Broken Rising Ministries is to help those who have been wounded by a church leader find healing, embrace faith once again, and continue on the journey of their calling. Here's your host, Gary Don. This will be one of the hardest spiritual journeys that we'll ever be asked to go on by the Lord. That is, honoring a leader who has been uh, abusive, spiritually abusive in our life and in our ministry. Many who have been legitimately wounded don't even bother with it. They just don't even bother trying to bring any degree of honor uh, to that leader. And it's completely understandable. The wounding gets in the way completely. And even that sense of human justice gets in the way. But believe it or not, we are called to honor a spiritually abusive leader as long as we serve on, uh, under them and, and even after. So we are called to honor an abusive leader even if, we, even if we're currently serving them or we serve them uh, or we don't serve them, but even in the seasons afterwards. All right, the Lord's future blessings in our lives are at stake. So there's a couple of thoughts that we want to go through, and this is this is going to be tough. This is going to be, you know, this is going to be an encouragement. This is going to be some equipping, but it's also going to be some some tough encouragement and equipping because when you are wounded, when you're wounded spiritually and emotionally uh, by a leader in the church who is supposed to have our backs, it's tough. It's hard. It it brings so much pain and wounding uh, that you can't get to the place where you can function in something as healthy as an honoring kingdom leadership uh, lifestyle. And so uh, we're, let's get into it and we'll let the Lord speak to us. And I hope certainly the Lord is going to speak to you through this. So the first thought is your character shouldn't be dependent on the actions of others. Your character shouldn't be dependent on the actions of others. Job chapter 27 verse 6 reads, I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. I mean, the scripture is just full of so many amazing uh, just nuggets of wisdom and knowledge all throughout the scripture. And this is one of those, uh, those these, this is one of those scriptures that is just, man, it's, it's just hidden, but it's plain, in plain sight, it's just this fantastic scripture that talks about even through his suffering, Job refuses to let go of his character. Job refuses to surrender to sin and the ways of man because of his sufferings. It can be easily said that very few on this uh, uh, in, in history have suffered as much as Job. 
I mean, there are people that have suffered as much as Job, but they're few and far between. Job really, really, he lost so much. And the pain and the wounding from that, and then, of course, the friends of Job rubbing that in, even though they didn't always, they weren't necessarily trying to, they did, um, is is just, is, is powerful stuff. It is, it can mirror the broken under journey that we take when uh, a leader who is supposed to have our backs in the spirit does the opposite and wounds us. So Job refuses to surrender to sin. He refuses to curse God because he knows God is all good, all justice, all love, and he refuses to pin God for the sufferings that he is going under. And and specifically, he refuses to pin God by saying God is unloving or unjust or whatever it is, uh, the accusation that he would bring. All right, when we continue to sit under a spiritually and emotional uh, emotionally abusive leader. One of the first temptations that comes along our way is to take justice into our own hands via rebellion, via retribution, uh, via, uh, you know, uh, the blame game um, by spreading rumors, false narrative, all the rest. Your character shouldn't be dependent upon the actions of your you know, your lead pastor or that group of church leaders that you're serving, serving with, your network, whatever it is, doesn't matter if it's your network or your denomination, whatever, your character should not lower because another leader that you are sitting under, their character is lower. Now, the only way to avoid this is, or the only way that you would fall into this is to surrender your conviction for righteousness and live outside of the place of the peace of the Holy Spirit. So let's reverse that, that the the way that we want to continue to keep our character is never surrender your conviction for righteousness and to live in peace in the Holy Spirit. That's how you can be at a place where you can honor another leader because you refuse to bow down to sin. You refuse to plug into offense, an offended spirit, wounding, uh, retribution, false narrative, lies, getting caught uh, in the rumor mill and slandering and all those things. You can do all that against your leader, but if you do, you are just completely surrendering the character that the Lord wants you to have. All right, you do not surrender your conviction for righteousness just because another leader is being wicked, is being a bad leader, all right, being an abusive leader. If, as Jesus himself said, we are to love our enemies, that definitely includes church leaders we sit under, even the bad ones, even the abusive ones, even the ones that have wounded us. And even if we would consider them out and out wicked. And so we need to keep our character, even if other leaders don't keep theirs, including the ones that we sit under. The second thing is that we understand biblical honor. We understand biblical honor. Honor is one of the most defining character points for the Christian leader. We honor those above us. We honor those below us. So one of the best teachings on honor is Honor's Reward by John Brevere. So that's a plug for his book. You can get that book on, you know, Amazon and you can get it at Christian bookstores. You can get it anywhere. Um, that, that books are sold. I believe you go onto his, his website. He's got all sorts of stuff there. It's a fantastic resource. I encourage you to check that out. Um, I'm, I'm all about broken, uh, broken risings 
ministries resources, but I'm, but I'm, this ministry is not the only ministry out there. There's plenty of other ministries and books. So I want to encourage you to get plugged into those and ministries that really take a deep dive like this one into specific areas of healing. John Bevere's Honors Reward is one that talks about, um, about honor and how we honor as believers. It's a fantastic book, fantastic DVD series, and that's a plug for him. But here's the tough thing about biblical honor. We give it whether it's deserved or not. We give honor whether it's deserved or not. Because a part of honor is grace. All right? Grace is certainly walking in the power of the Lord. But grace is also receiving things that we do not deserve. We would want for us to be honored when we make mistakes. When we've fouled up. When we've messed up. Even when we sinned, we need the Lord's grace. So it's the same thing for the Christian leader. We are to give grace above us, below us, you know, to the side of us, laterally to the leaders that we serve with shoulder to shoulder. In the military, they have this, this well-known saying, you salute the rank, not the man. All right. You salute the, the, the rank, not the man. In this day and age, well, even back to World War II, even the woman, right? Like you just, you salute the rank, uh, not the not the person themselves. It means that we honor authority, whether or not the person inhabiting that authority is good or deserving. That's huge. That is, if we get that concept, we will understand biblical honor, because we are to honor even an abusive leader should be honored, not for the things that they did. We are not honoring them for the things they did to us and to the things they did to others the wounding, the spiritual abuse, the hurt, the pain, the wounding, we we actually honor because it speaks more to us. That we have an honoring spirit means that sin and offense and wickedness and retribution, they're not in us. All right, now, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in a second, but but that does, it certainly does not mean that we uh, give recognition to what they did. We're not talking about that. That's That's ridiculous. We don't do that. But we are to honor them for who they are created people that God made. And we honor them because of that. All right. So it means that we honor authority, whether or not the person inhabiting that authority is, is good or deserving, or even if they're wicked. Romans chapter 12, verses 10, uh, verse 10 reads this. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. That's kind of airtight. This scripture in Romans is 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 pretty airtight. There's just, you know, it doesn't honor one another above yourself if those people are worthy of the honor, if that leader didn't do you wrong, if that person didn't offend you or wound you or said something that you're like, or disagreed with your theology. It's just be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. Airtight. There's, there's no... Um, there's no provisos in that. There's 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 no uh, extra principles being added onto it. All right. So now we don't. Now here's here's the key. This is what I was talking about before that. Now we we don't double honor spiritually and emotion and emotionally abusive leaders. Let me say that I tripped up there a bit. Now we don't honor double. So we don't a double honor spiritually and emotionally abusive leaders. Uh, because that is reserved for kingdom exceptionalism. All right, let me say that again. We do not double honor uh, spiritually abusive leaders. That's reserved for kingdom exceptionalism. 
But if you are serving a bad church leader, we are called to give honor for the position of authority, even when it's hard. Knowing that probably if that wounding and abuse from a spiritually abusive leader is continuing, you're probably not going to be with that leader if it continues throughout the days, weeks, seasons, even years, depending on how long you stay there, what degree to what level the abuse takes is taking place, the when, the where, all those details. The more intense it is, probably the shorter time you're going to be with that leader. If it's something that is just kind of boiling underneath the surface and both you and that leader are journeying it out the best you can, but it still continues, who knows how long that season could be. A short season could be a long season, but as long as you are there under that leader, you are called to understand biblical honor and walk that out with character to every leader, especially the ones that you serve and even the ones that are spiritually abusive. So the next thought is leave the leader's fate in the hands of the Lord. Leave the leader's fate in the hands of the Lord. So we live in this day and age where taking uh, justice upon ourselves uh, is is almost a virtue. We live in the day and age of the offended spirit, and it's it's considered a virtue. It's considered virtuous to uh, have a cause, and when it comes to a breaking under, it usually has to do with our pain, our wounding, our hurt, and turning that into uh, a cause for protest, a cause for retribution, uh, a cause to make the person uh, who offended us pay problem is, is that that's not the way of Jesus. In almost every breaking under situation, the devil will give you an opportunity for retribution. The devil will try to create an opportunity for retribution. Uh, all, all the breaking unders that I have heard of, that I have personally been engaged with, that I've talked to leaders with, uh, they, the same thing, that temptation to make your leader pay for what they've done and what they've done to you uh, will uh, will completely get in the way of you being able to honor them in the character of the Lord that you know is in you. The devil will also make sure that it only looks like a good opportunity for payback. All right, the devil will always lead you to this, what looks like a good opportunity for payback. But the problem is, it's a trap to lead you to the place where you relinquish your godly character. All right, so you gotta leave the leader's fate in the hands of the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 24, King Saul pursues David into the desert to kill him. And while taking a break in the same large dark cave that David was in, David had the chance to take Saul's life. Even rebuking his own men who were telling David to take Saul's life, uh, David refused the opportunity. Instead, David refused to touch the leader that he was sworn to, even though King Saul was trying to kill him. And of course, in the life of King Saul and David, we see um, the, the perfect biblical example of what one leader who is abusing another leader, one leader who is definitely wicked, that would be Saul, and one leader who is definitely anointed and called and and, uh, and, and loved of God and knew the love that the Lord had for him, uh, on the other hand, all right, the one who was just was King David, or at that point, wasn't the king, but was running from the, the king. And David refused to take retribution on Saul. 
because he left his fate in the hands of the Lord. All right, if David had taken his life that day or the other the, the other couple times where David had opportunity to take Saul's life, uh, his leadership would have been stained by dishonor. I don't know if he, he would not have become king, maybe at Ziklag or some of the other battles that David had before he became king. He, the, you know, the, the blessings of the Lord would have been off his life if he had taken Saul's life and maybe he would have uh, never taken the throne. I personally, I think that he would have. I think he would have taken the throne, but he would have had uh, a kingship full of dishonor. Uh, and, and, but David didn't. He refused. He left the fate of Saul in the hands of the Lord. And we need to leave the fate of that leader, even the wicked leader, even the, the leader who, who spiritually and emotionally abused us, needs to be left in the hands of the Lord. You can take vengeance on your leader if you like, but that same spirit of dishonor will taint your leadership. As, um, as, as I've written into the book in, uh, in one particular location, we wouldn't want our leadership dishonored. And so we shouldn't be dishonoring another leader. All right. Again, we're not talking about exceptionalism. All right. Double honor is only reserved for exceptionalism in the Lord. All right. So when, when those who have gone above and beyond for the Lord, they're not a wicked leader. They are a leader that is filled with the spirit and that is walking in the fruit of the spirit. All right. Honoring those around them. The doubling honor, double honor is, is, is easy to give for those leaders that deserve it. All right. And of course, the other issue for that is that we don't have jealousy against a leader that serves under us or serves above us and doubling honor, giving double honor is so much easy. Uh, so much easier when that uh, when that takes place, when you're serving a righteous leader. But we're talking about, is it possible for you to honor a leader who is wicked? And the answer is yes. In fact, the answer is not only yes, the answer is you must. Because it will open the door of the Lord's blessing into your life. Now, as we've talked about in other podcasts, and we will talk about more in depth in, in you know, coming episodes, over the seasons is that there is a time like when you are being, you know, spiritually and emotionally abused by a church leader, there's a shelf life for how much time you're going to be able to spend under that leader. I mean, it could be days or weeks, could be a season, could be even be years. All right. Whatever that it is. But in that time, as long as you are with them, as long as you're sitting under them, you need to honor them. That's just how it goes because it speaks more of your character than it does of those leaders. So if you want to see the Lord honor your life and ministry, you must be the kind of godly leader who honors others. How you honor even the wicked church leaders in your life reveals the state of your own character. So as hard as it is, leave the fate of your spiritually abusive leaders in the hands of the Lord and honor the authority that the person occupies for now. For now. They occupy this place in your life now, as long as you are sitting under them. Now, as soon as you're out from from under them, you at least the abuse will stop then. Most of the time, when not always, but when you step out from underneath a leader, that spiritual abuse that they have been wounding you and, and, and authoring pain in you, at least that stops. Now you have to deal with the pain that has been authored, the pain that has been started, the pain that is there from when you were hurt and wounded. Uh, but when you come out from under that leader, either in this season or the, the season to come, uh, that abuse will stop. 
But even then, again, it's more about your character. You honor them even though uh, you're out from under their, uh, their wounding and, and spiritually abusive leadership. So I want to encourage you, be the type of leader in the Lord that honors even the wicked leaders in your life. Again, not double honor. You're not seeing exceptionalism. You're seeing the, the opposite of exceptionalism. But you want to uh, show forth your character by giving basic Christian decency and honor to those leaders, to a leader or those leaders who are spiritually abusing you. So I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast. Remember to hit the like button and the subscribe button on all the Broken Rising Rising channels. Uh, check out our website at brokenrising.com. That, of course, will lead you to all those social media channels, uh, including all the resources, the weekly blog, uh, the, the podcast, um, the Broken Rising podcast, this podcast. You'll be able to get all the back issues, uh, the, the back episodes, I should say. They're all there. Um, the Broken Under Rising Above book, which is now available uh, on Amazon, but you can also get that through the website, so you can check that there. And um, just want to encourage you to keep rising above in the Lord so that you can see healing for yourself and others who've been wounded by a church leader, and you will rise above in the Lord's healing. We'll see you next episode on the Broken Rising podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. For more podcasts and resources, please visit brokenrising.com and connect with our pages on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is copyright Broken Rising Ministries.